Agent Carter, wait. Looks like finding a partner wasn't that hard after all. But what about you and Stark? How do I know you two haven't been fondueing? Okay. Well, now. Okay, Jess, what movie did we just see? Endgame. We just saw Avengers Endgame. Jess, instantly give it a letter grade. A++. I agree, it's an A plus movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. If you've been watching the other Marvel films, the past 22 films or whatever it was, you're going to like this movie. I highly recommend some recaps. Um, at least go in watching like a YouTube video recap. Um, if you have time, you know, obviously there's 22 movies now, so it's not ideal to rewatch all of them. But I would say Doctor Strange for sure. And then, I mean, Infinity War, even though it hurts, it's a good idea to recap. But I I don't know if I can, you know, encourage watching that movie a second time. Like, that tore my soul apart. How about this, Jess? How did you feel at any point during Endgame? Let's say 10 minutes in, 20 minutes in, an hour in. What were your emotions? All over the place. For the most part, I was crying happy tears. However, the emotions were high. Whether they were sadness or greatness, happiness, constantly at a high level. Like the whole movie. Yes. Jess was tearing up quite a bit. Trying to refrain from sobbing. Like my body was convulsing at times. There there are moments in this movie that I think on paper... You would think if you read it, like, oh, this happens, okay, fine. But seeing it on screen without any spoilers given away, like, in the first 20 minutes, there's multiple times where you could potentially cry if you've invested the time with these characters over the past decade. Right. That's the thing. Like, after the movie, we were talking about it, and I feel like we're just part of this club. And it's really hard to imagine that there's people out there that haven't seen any Marvel movies. I mean, like you said, it's a decade now. There's 22 movies. Yeah. And uh, these characters are like, I, I don't know, a part of us. Well, it's, so Iron Man 1 came out in May 2008, and we tailgated for that movie. Wow. Like, we were in the parking lot. Yeah, that was like a lifetime ago. It, 11 years. We were in the parking lot before the movie with our friends playing cornhole, talking, drinking hugs. <laughs> which are very kid juice drinks. <laughs> but that's what we did. And that was, we. I didn't know it at the time, that was the start of this whole Marvel, like truly a Marvel universe. That was May in June. I went to like June 13th. The Incredible Hulk came out. I didn't see it in theaters. That day we, we saw The know. Happening instead. Your brother Jimmy and Jake saw that, but we didn't. Wow. We saw The Happening. And like, had I known like how... What it would become. Yeah, I'd be like, of course we're going to see that. I mean, I've seen it. I liked the movie. At times, I wish Edward Norton still played the Hulk because I think it'd be a very different character, which could be good. But no, I, just, I like Mark. I like him now too. But I mean, that was so long ago—eleven years ago. So when you've invested the time with these characters, yeah, the smallest things happen in this movie, and yeah, it's kind of emotional. Oh yeah. So, without any spoilers, I mean, it's tough to really talk about it. But I mean, what can we say without giving any spoilers away? All I know is, I mean, we pulled up to the theater today. And the entire parking lot, I mean, we, we technically didn't park at the theater. We were in, like, a what closed-down restaurant next to it. 
and it's it's seriously like an event. We take movies pretty seriously. We plan them out. We know when we're going to see it. The fact that we were not able to get tickets for opening night, which technically was Thursday, at 8 a.m., the day that the tickets were released, kind of gives you an idea of how many people have invested time into this universe. Right. So tickets went on sale April 2nd. And when I got up in the morning, I was trying to buy tickets. And a lot of showings were already sold out. The website was... Not functioning. Right. I mean, you would click on it and maybe 20 minutes later a screen would load. It was not possible. Yeah. So in the past, we didn't have reserved seating. So when the first Avengers film came out in 2012, we bought a pass for all day. And it was like a marathon, which at that point, there was like four movies. So much fun. Kind of crazy. But we just got there like 11 11 a.m. in the morning and we had our seats all day. Now... We had to reserve our seats. Thursday and Friday, because of our schedule, there weren't any good showings. And it was a three-hour movie. We played it smart Saturday morning, 11 a.m. And we were wide awake. It was pretty great. Yeah, it made sense. It was definitely worth the wait. I mean, to try to go last night at like 10 p.m., it just it wouldn't have – I mean, we would have done it. We would have got Red Bull and stayed awake. But, I mean, there were showtimes through like 3 a.m., you're not leaving the theater until like 6.30 a.m., which is just insane. Oh, it's crazy. So I'm looking now. Avengers on Friday in the U.S. made $156 million. Stop it. For the highest opening day of all time ahead of Star Wars The Force Awakens, which made 119 That's now, on Friday, not well, opening weekend. Well, that's where it gets kind of iffy because now they count Thursday, I think, as like Friday. Potentially, even, I don't even know. Even before midnight? Because they kind of consider it like a midnight showing. I mean, I don't know because... The 7 p.m.s are not midnight well, showings. That's a whole different day. 310 and 340 for the weekend, which now has become like four days. Now, I may be yeah, wrong about that, true. but put it in perspective, like Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, the first one, back in 2002, had like an opening rec- opening weekend record of like 114, and that was like insane. So now we're talking hmm. Infinity War, maybe 340. Wow, Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause I don't. I don't think this movie was in 3D. If it was, there's not a lot of showings. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. With Captain Marvel, there, there was a couple of movies where there were like two showings in 3D. So I don't know if 3D is just like dying Finding out. Its way out. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Just in time <laughs> for Avenger, uh, Avatar Two, which is coming next year. <laughs> right. And kind of revamp it all again. Overall, yeah, A plus without any spoilers. No reason not to go see it. Okay. So did you look at Rotten Tomatoes yet? No. I'm shocked. Okay. Uh-oh. What, I didn't look at either. What do you think Rotten Tomatoes is? We know what we think about Rotten Tomatoes. It's iffy. But if you had to guess, all the critics, like, what do you think? I mean, we saw it once. And, uh, I mean, it basically is everything the audience wants. I mean, it... So, audience ratings should be high. Critics? I mean, like, okay, so we only saw it once. And the emotions were definitely played into. But as far as problems with the movie, I, there's only one, like, scene that I just didn't like. Um, Give me a number, Jess. As far as problems. All they have to do is either a thumbs up or th- basically do you recommend it, which is pretty much anything above a C plus, right? So how many Then those- it should be at, like, a 98. I was going to say 98, 99. Yeah. 
It's at 96. Okay. The, I think the people that would give it a bad grade might be someone that reviews movies that isn't familiar with all the films. Well, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's 379 reviews, so they're all in. And the audience, believe it or not, liked it less than the critics, so. Barely. It's 96, 14,000 users, yeah. So, yeah, real quick also, though. So we saw this movie at 11.20, and we also had tickets to see a 4.15 at a different theater. Right. And we were pretty excited. It was kind of a crazy thing to do, basically seven hours in a theater. <laughs> but, in uh, one day. Sadly, the 4.15 showing, the projector broke. What are the chances of that? I've never heard of that happening before. And this is a brand new theater. Yeah, this was one where you can order food and they serve it to you while you're watching the movie. So we were pretty excited about it. And luckily, we'd already seen the movie. If that was our only showing for the whole weekend where everything else is sold out. Which, here's the realistic point of it. Who else sees it twice in one weekend? Hardly anyone. So all those so, hundreds yeah, of people. They thought they had reserved their ticket for opening weekend and then got a call. Like, it was, what, like 40 minutes before the showtime? Saying, yeah, oh, sorry. And if you want your money back, you have to come to the theater. And you don't get your processing fee back. Yeah, so that's good for them. They still made their money. Even if, if two bucks a ticket, it's like a dollar eighty or something. I don't know. Anyways, so at this mm-hmm. point, real quick, spoilers. If you're listening, you don't want to know the spoilers, stop listening. Just make a whistle noise. Woo! Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Woop, I love this movie. Love it. I mean, we could... As far as problems, we can talk about it real quick, but there's so many good things in a three-hour movie that it flew by. And there's so many characters. Oh, it did not feel like three hours. Action-packed from the start. Captain Marvel, the movie, it was good. It was fine. But seeing her show up in this movie in the first, like, 20 minutes was amazing. Like, it was such a great moment. She knows how to make an entrance. Yeah, I mean, Tony Stark is pretty much about to die. And then she just shows up and... Brings the whole ship down. I mean, it was beautiful. Can't think of anything better. And even, okay, so the opening is sad. I mean, it's pretty much picks up right where Infinity War ends. And my what I missed from Infinity War was seeing Hawkeye. And so as sad as it is, we get to see Hawkeye's experience of Thanos. Yeah, that was pretty surprising. I mean, the movie, like, it just started, and there's Hawkeye. You know, there wasn't the Marvel stuff beforehand. Music or anything, yeah. And the actual credit for the movie didn't show up for, like, 20 minutes. It felt like it. It wasn't until yeah, they killed it, Thanos. Right, which, again... Did not expect that. Like, 10 minutes in. 10, I mean... I mean, and when that happened, because I didn't really watch the trailer more than, like, the one time, and it was mostly flashbacks, and I was thinking, where is this movie going? Right. We wanted to go into this movie as blind as possible. I mean, we saw the initial trailers, but even like the later ones, I don't think I saw no any no. others. And luckily we didn't see any TV spots because I watched them after the movie. Talking about characters that come back like or Valkyrie. are in it. It's yeah. like, okay, well, that just tells you that they defeat Thanos. Which, okay, I mean, obviously we expect, but how they do it or who comes back... That's what was up for decision. So it's yeah. So it's pretty cool. I mean, some things that I liked about this. I mean, the jumping ahead of five years, I thought was great, and it needed to happen. My jaw hit the floor. I did not expect it. It it was brilliant, but I was disappointed at first. 
like the interaction, like reactions and what's going on is everything. But, you know, that could be a whole nother movie. Like we got to see, you know, them coming to a new normal. I think one of my favorite things of this movie is how each Avenger literally played a part in defeating Thanos. Because, I mean, without each of them, it it just wouldn't have happened. Yes, did a great job of each character having something to do, or most characters. But, like, a crucial thing to do. Like... Yeah, no, I mean... So something else that I really liked, when you think about it, like, who is the most important character this whole movie? I mean, that's impossible to answer because without each and every one of them it wouldn't have happened although iron man definitely and this seems to be a theme throughout like he has the he sacrifices the most like almost always but there's an answer to this and it's not who you expect what's your answer it's a rat (laughs) well if it was not for that mouse rat thing bringing back scott lang I mean, that that's who started it all. Is this rat saving Scott, bringing him back? He brings up time travel. Then Iron Man's working on. Then boom, that's the movie. True. I mean, right without without the rat. So who got the van? I mean, you know, it's all interesting. I mean, for it's me, very, that's very Ant Man like well, stroke yeah, of luck. <laughs> but that I mean, Ant Man, his character, like his movies are like. They're they're two fun movies, but like they're the weak weaker ones of the whole, you know, series. Series, but like when you watch this movie, he's like so important to the story and like what he does. Just him like being reunited with his daughter, you know, like who knew that'd be such a big moment? You'd be like Scott Lang. I don't care about him, but no. Oh yeah. When he sees his daughter, like that's fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. It also makes me think because when we saw Ant Man two, and Michelle Pfeiffer was in the quantum realm or whatever for. 30 years. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how would she survive? What would she eat? Where would she go to the bathroom? Well, it wasn't really 30 years. Right? But it kind of was. Well, like, she, she aged, was older. True. Right? That's where it kind of throws it off. But, like, in this one, Scott explains, you know, it was it five years for you, but five hours for me. Right. So. And that's. So, okay, there was one scene I didn't like, but. As far as problems go, it's like there was – there's infinite questions about time travel. And they try to address it by saying, like, the movies that we're familiar with don't really apply to the scientific methods of time travel. But it's still hard to just throw all of those theories out the window and forget about them. Right. We've seen too many movies where if you go in the past – you alter the future, but... And because then even the ancient one from Doctor Strange talks about the different timelines that would occur if you remove the Infinity Stones from the rightful place. So... Right. But according to Bruce Banner, basically it's impossible to change their past. Like, destiny will happen as it happens. However, right. that also is... What Thanos was saying is, like, he is indefinite, like... Right. 
can't be prevented. He, right. So yeah, if you, wait, what's that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, either way, the whole thing was you can't go back, like, and terminate. You can't kill Thanos as a baby because it's already happened. Just like if Steve goes back to the past, he can't, you know, kill Thanos. He can't prevent anything because for him, it's already going to happen no matter what. Get it? Like, no matter what, that's that Steve that's in the past it's going to make it to for him to even go back in the first place. And it's confusing because it's not what we're it's used to. It's very confusing. But basically, you, you can't change your past. Just why you can't go back and save Natasha. Although, mm. with Gam- if Gamora is still alive, then I have a problem. That throws everything off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, watching this movie, only problems I had was just not fully understanding how they treat time travel what the Infinity Stones can really do, because I thought with Resurrection Stone or whatever it was, time, like, if they wanted to bring Natasha back, they could, but they can't. or So I don't think they can. Um, also, another thing I liked, it was kind of goofy, but I liked it was Thor being completely out of shape. <laughs> it was just a fun add to the character, which I did not expect to last the whole movie. I really assumed they'd have some kind of, like, spell or trick, or he'd have, like, his muscles back and be shirtless by the end of the movie. But no, they went with, went with it. They stuck with it and they, they wrote it all the way to the end. Another downside of the movie is just in the beginning of infinity war, we were confident that Valkyrie and Meek, all the Asgardians, we knew were dead. 100%. And it was yeah, just, there wasn't Loki a doubt. Thor. Yeah, for sure. And that was great. In this movie, pretty quickly you learned that actors knew as, Asgard. Oh, Jess is yawning. So we're going to have to wrap this up soon. She's well, you yawning. said 10 minutes. I think it's been like 30. Well, I don't know. You're talking too much. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great stuff about this movie. There's not much bad. And the problem is, I thought we'd see the movie twice in one day. I thought we would like clear all this up. Mm-hmm. But sadly, we've only seen it once. And it just has us with, you know, we have all these questions. Yeah, I mean, definitely have to read some theories. And... Most likely see it again this week. Right. But I just want to point out two great moments. might be the one or two, like possibly the best moments of all 22 films. One, Captain America using Thor's hammer. Fantastic. That's one of the best moments. I don't care what you say. Even if you knew it was happening, it was amazing. Yeah. And Thor's reaction to it. I knew it. I mean, he could be like angry. He could be jealous, but he just... Right, now we had a hint of in Age of Ultron in the beginning where everyone's like joking around trying to pick up Thor's hammer. Captain is the only one that got it to move, mm-hmm. even a little bit. So, I mean, this happening, it was great. I fully expected Captain America to die. Right before Doctor Strange shows up with his whole crew in the army, which is another amazing moment, like, it, you can't top that. That was beautiful. Yep. Because I knew Captain America was about to die, and I was fine with it. No, see, I was not <laughs> expecting it. I, I, if anyone was going to, I thought maybe Iron Man. The fact yeah. that we lost two, I'm not okay with, but. But as far as like being like brutal with us, that's a bad way. I mean, because we knew, and it would have made sense. You see Captain America dead, his shield's broken, it makes you want to fight more. But he survives that part, which is, that's okay with me. Doctor Strange shows up with everybody, and it's amazing. Amazing. I mean, for some reason in my head, I didn't expect that. 
I know. I don't I, know why. I me didn't. too. One, it's a Marvel movie. You need the big battle versus everybody. But like when they at that point, I didn't realize everybody came back already. Like it didn't hit me for some reason. And then it didn't hit me that Doctor Strange could bring everybody there. Mm-hmm. And maybe because it's a three-hour movie, and I try not to think about these theories and read anything, but it was a great moment for me. You probably, these listeners probably knew it was coming, but whatever. It was great. Um, so real quick to the end, Captain America, he's going back to return all of the stones. Mm-hmm. And at that point... To me, that was a huge shock. One, that Captain America's alive, and two, that apparently Cap is still going on missions. And I'm like, is there going to be a Captain America 4? Like, this is news to me. I thought he was going to be done. Right. And then when he goes back and he's not back within five seconds, it's like, oh, okay, so he's back with his girl. But then he's sitting on a bench. Yeah, that didn't really work. It's, it's tough because it didn't I, fit the whole timeline, time travel theories. Well, that's where it gets really confusing because it might just be that we don't understand it fully. Because reading about it, like the time travel, if Captain goes back to the 40s and lives out his life, no matter what he does, he will get to the point where he goes back to the 40s again. You know what I mean? Like even though at that point he's frozen in ice, somehow things will lead to that moment. You can't change that character's past. But you're creating a new timeline. I don't know. It doesn't. It's very confusing to me. But either way, it is what it is. He got to dance with Peggy, which is a pretty good ending. It's it's pretty good. Um, and he hands the shield off to Sam, which, from reading about in the comics, Sam does become Captain America for a little bit. So does Bucky, which, I mean. In the, this movie, it would have made more sense if it was Bucky that walked over to the bench. Yep. Because that's his Best friend. friend. Yeah. Yep. And it would make more sense if he became Captain America because, oh, wait, he's also like a super soldier. And right. And Sam's main power is shooting a machine gun while flying with his wings. Right. So as far as what Captain America does and being able to handle that shield, I don't know. Bucky's got more power. But luckily we're going to find out in the Disney Plus TV show, Bucky and Sam or whatever it's going to be called. Are we, though? Are we? I think so, plus WandaVision. Isn't Vision dead? Jess, I don't know. I think his his soul has been downloaded. Anyways, we love the movie. We're going to see it again. A++. A++. Only issues are like time travel, but... And the female power scene, which is just unnecessary. What the heck? How do we not mention this or talk Un- about this? Nece- it was like the first thing Raina said. She's I- like, I love the movie, except the one scene where all the girls come together and fight because it's just not necessary. What is it that made me... Listen, the whole movie, there was no like me letting go of just a hand like I'm angry or I can't stand the dialogue, but the one moment that I kind of looked over and she looked over at me. Yeah. For some reason, they over like the walkie-talkies, they're like, girls, assemble over here. And it's like, no, all girls are equal, and like in these movies and the battles, they're fighting alongside the men. There's no the men. question. There does not right. need to be all the girls like meet up over here. This is to save the world, and all the girls show up over here. I don't know. That was who that go. Okay, listeners, watch Screen Rant on YouTube. Their pitch meetings. Did you watch it already? There isn't one yet, but I'm telling are you, you sure? maybe there is, but. That'd be something that the movie studio exec would say, put this in the movie. And the writer would be like, I don't know if that's going to work. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. It's going to be good. 
okay. <laughs> like, this is... And overall, it was fine. Like, I didn't even think about it until just now. So that says something. But for some reason... No, I've been thinking about it. It just felt very strange. Plus, before that Valkyrie, I think was shot off her horse. Her unicorn flying thing. She's fine. Walk it off. But then the horse, I figure, was dead, but apparently it's not. It was just weird. But besides that, there's not a whole lot to cringe at. No. For a three-hour movie, which is very surprising. So, go see it or go see it again, because we loved it. Loved it. Can't wait to see it again.